Well, hello there. Welcome to the Sports Block Podcast SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Long time, no talk. Nathan Stacken here. First Sports Block Podcast SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. AN, or after Noah. We couldn't even do PN, post Noah. Noah being my son, uh, born in December. So, yeah, I mean, what a perfect time to do a podcast, though, with the Summit League Tournament this weekend. SDSU. The one seed on the men's side, the two seed on the women's side. And I think the majority of people here, of course, this is going to be a very heavy SDSU or a very heavy Summit League preview podcast today. Matt Zimmer uh, from the Argus Leader, he'll uh, hopefully be kind enough to join us in a few minutes to go over the tournament more and break down SDSU's chances. Um,. Yeah, it's a, you know, we always love this time of the year. Summit League Tournament, uh, it's one of the better college basketball tournaments. And even though college basketball is uh, swarming in controversy uh, and scandal, it is always nice uh, to know that March is here. March is a fantastic time. Love college basketball. Love conference tournament time. And this is set up to be an absolutely stellar uh, tournament here. Primarily, I mean, we have not seen, I don't think, the dominance by two teams, the same two teams, let alone the same two teams in each, uh, you know, on the women's side and the men's side, like we're seeing this year and how it all played out. Both USD and SDSU have just absolutely annihilated opponents for the most part. Uh, SDSU on the women's side... 12 and 2 in conference, their only two losses to USD, who, by the way, is undefeated in conference play. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal what they've done. Uh, the women have, uh, they've played very well against USD, but USD has always been able to claw back. They just haven't played a complete game. The game a couple weeks ago in Vermilion, USD was shooting 61% from the field through three quarters. It was 61% in the first, 61% in the second, 61% in the third. Fourth quarter, they go 3 of 16, and that's how they lose the game. So it's, and USD, you know, to their credit, they've just, they've been very steady, and it's a, it's a testament to them and just how good they really are. So, like I say, I'm looking forward to this tournament, it's one of the better conference basketball tournaments that you'll get um, or that you'll see in March. Uh, it just is. The crowds are great, and no doubt they will be great again. Uh, let's let's stick with the women here, though. Let's go through the seeding here. USD is the one seed, fourteen and zero in conference play. SDSU is the two seed. They were twelve and two in conference. Three is Western Illinois. Now Western Illinois is. You might recall they won the Summit League uh, championship last year over IUPUI, I believe. Yes, over IUPUI in a a very good championship game, if you you, you might recall. Of course, they had taken down SDSU in the semis, but they are the three seed. But they, they seem like you know they only lost four games in conference play. They all just happened to be to the South Dakota schools, so. Haven't played great against USD or SDSU, but I still love what Western Illinois brings to the table in terms of uh, just how they play. They have really good players. Um, Emily Clemens is that her name? She, I mean, she's phenomenal. So this is gonna. Be, it isn't going to be easy for SDSU in the semifinals, assuming both Western Illinois and SDSU make it to the semifinals. Um, 
we shall see. Denver is the four seed. A, a pretty nice turnaround for Denver this year. Seven and seven in conference play. Sixteen and thirteen overall. They will take. Uh, well, we'll get to the matchups here momentarily. You can probably guess what's going to happen here. Oral Roberts, the five seed, seven and seven, sixteen and twelve overall, and then a pretty steep drop off to the bottom three teams in the in the league this year. Omaha is the six seed. They were three and eleven, twelve and fifteen overall in conference play, and or three and eleven overall in conference play, twelve and fifteen overall. And then North Dakota State, the seven, they are two and twelve in conference, nine and nineteen overall. And Fort Wayne, the rebuilding process. Uh, in the very early infant stages, they went one and thirteen in conference play, four and twenty-three overall. So the matchups for Saturday, beginning at noon, again the Summit League tournament at the Premier Center, the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls, March third through the sixth, Saturday through Tuesday. Uh, Saturday, uh, all games can be seen on Midco Sportsnet. Saturday through Monday, Sundays or Tuesdays games, excuse me. Uh, championship game for the women, I believe, will be on ESPNU, per usual. At least that's uh, what I understand. And then the men's game will be on ESPN2. We'll get all those times here in just a moment. But for the women, on the women's side, Saturday, USD versus Fort Wayne, 1 versus the 8. That's at noon on Saturday. have to think that this is going to be a fairly convincing win and it should be a route for USD over Fort Wayne. If Fort Wayne beats USD, it will be the greatest upset ever in Summit League uh, tournament history. I can say that with relatively safe accord. It even tops Southern Utah taking down Oakland that one year uh, on the men's side, which was a, a monumental upset and one that I vividly remember and bring up fairly often when it comes to Summit League tournament time. Anyway, uh, then the Saturday, the, the the second game of that afternoon, the first session, is SDSU versus NDSU. That's at 2.30. Can't see SDSU slipping against North Dakota State, but again, rivalry game, things can happen. But I don't see it happening this time. Sunday, then, noon, is Oral Roberts versus Denver. That's the 5-4 matchup, or the 4-5. Denver being the 4 seed, Oral Roberts being the 5 seed. I think I, I favor Denver just a little bit more in this one. Really it, a, a toss-up. That's what you get with 4-5 matchups, but I will go with Denver. And then Western Illinois against Omaha, uh, 2.30 p.m. is the tip-off there. That's the 3 versus the 6, Western Illinois, of course, being the 3, Omaha being the 6. And then, uh, I mean, we love Brittany Lang head coach of Omaha. Um, great coach. It's been a, a bit of a rough year for Omaha, but uh, the, please, Omaha, do not fire this lady. Uh, she's very good. Uh, obviously, she's done some pretty good things with Omaha at the D1 level. Just have had a bit of a bad year this year, but um, she's very good, so uh, hopefully she will stick around should Omaha lose to Western Illinois. On the men's side, then, Saturday, You'll have SDSU, the one seed, against Western Illinois, the eight seed. That's at 6 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that's the tip-off there. And you might recall last year, Western Illinois forced USD into overtime and ultimately came up short and they lost that game. Uh, I don't see that happening this year. I don't see them giving uh, SDSU much of a contest. SDSU is going to go out there take care of business and uh, await their semifinal matchup, which is very difficult. I, I think even though SDSU is the one seed, their semifinal opponent is going to be far more difficult 
than what Denver or what USDs will be, assuming USD will beat Omaha, which is the two seven matchup that's at eight thirty p.m. Central Time tip off there on Saturday. So that's very interesting. There, Omaha, a very bad year for them. You know, you might remember Thurman last year. One of their better players, he uh, graduate transferred to Nevada. Uh, Andre Hollins, he left, or he he just graduated. So it's been a down year for Omaha. Do they have the ability to pull off an upset? Yes, I would say so, but highly unlikely, and I would say fairly improbable if they do somehow pull out the victory there. Expect both uh, South Dakota schools, USD and SDSU, to move on on Saturday. Sunday then, at 6 p.m., it's Denver against Oral Roberts. That is the 3-6 matchup. Denver has played very well this year. Um, you know, Chauncey Billups' brother is the head coach of Denver. You do remember, you know, they have Joe Rogza. Uh, I just think it, I think Denver's going to be too much for Oral Roberts, so I like Denver in that one. And then the 4-5 matchup. Uh, the Fort Wayne against NDSU, 8.30 p.m. is the tip-off there. And, boy, Fort Wayne, John Conchar is a... They're a four seed? This is why the winner of this game plays SDSU. And you may recall that Fort Wayne, in the two matchups that they have played SDSU this year, have faced significant uh, deficits in the second half, only to, to come rallying back and almost beat the Jackrabbits. They only lost by two in Brookings. And then last week, they... You know, almost. I think they came back either too tight or were within two before SDSU ultimately won ninety-seven to ninety. But this is a team that, quite frankly, SDSU has got to keep putting the pedal to the metal on. You cannot rest against a team with the likes of Conchar. You just can't. So I expect Fort Wayne to beat NDSU. Should NDSU beat Fort Wayne? Uh, by the way, we won't have Joel Curlin from Bison Illustrated on this week. Maybe we'll try and have him on in a, in a future show. You know, things just kind of got away from us this year, and of course, you know, no, I think that's uh, that's fairly understandable. But you know, for or for NDSU, I feel like it's been a pretty down year for them, but they still have the capability to pull off an upset. You might recall they beat USD in Vermilion way in the early stages of. Uh, of of comp or of tournament or of conference action, um, some you know right when some of the conference play was beginning, but they do have the the ability to pull off this upset. Paul Miller is a very good shooter. If he gets hot, he can help carry NDSU. I expect Fort Wayne to win, so I'm going with all the favorites. But I at the same time, I you have to imagine that. I mean, NDSU certainly could pull it off. I really think Denver's just better than Oral Roberts, but we'll see. And then, um, yeah, Omaha, highly unlikely they'll pull an upset up off over Omaha, or over USD, excuse me. And for Western Illinois, no chance that they beat SDSU on the men's side. Just won't happen. Then again, on Monday then, noon and 2.30 for the semifinals on the women's side, 6 and 8.30 p.m. for the men on the men's side. And then the... Uh, the tournament, I believe the women's game will be on at 2. I think 2 p.m. on Tuesday on ESPNU or 1. It's 1 or 2. And then the men will be on at 8 p.m. on ESPN 2. So ESPNU for the Summit League women's game. As far as I know, that's what it's been in previous years. 
Um, so I believe that will be the case once again this year. But uh, should be interesting here. Summit League tournament. Uh, and oh, and then as we get in, I. Th- it's going to be USD versus SDSU, I believe, on both sides. Ultimately, SDSU will prevail on the men's side against Fort Wayne or North Dakota State. USD will get by Denver, even though Denver did beat USD in Denver earlier this year. I think just playing in Sioux Falls is going to be a whole different uh, atmosphere, whole new different ball game. Um, but we'll see if Denver can ultimately win. But I do expect USD versus SDSU on the men's side. And then, I mean, Western Illinois, yes, good Good story. I mean, they're a good team, but they don't hold a candle to USD or SDSU on the women's side. So I expect an all-South Dakota showdown on both the men and the women's side. On the women's side, USD has beaten SDSU twice. And one can make the argument that SDSU has not played their to their fullest, um, to their highest level of capability, uh, uh, highest level of play that we know they are capable of. And... For that reason, it plus it seems like it's probably a little more difficult to beat a team three times in one season. At least that's just the, the old I don't know cliche. It just it seems to be that way, and it'll be a pro SDSU crowd. I get that USD came up to Frost and beat SDSU, but in Sioux Falls at the Denny Sanford Premier Center. I just don't see it happen. I think SDSU will ultimately prevail. They will beat USD, and they will be punching their tickets to the big dance. On the men's side, um, I I picked USD at the beginning of the season, and I was very disheartened to learn last week that Matt Mooney is only a junior. He is the sharpshooter for... USD, he's outstanding from three. He has had big games against SDSU. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to throw everything but the kitchen sink to stop this guy. I just feel... Now, again, in the in a championship game, SDSU has far more experience between Dom and Reed Tellinghues and uh, Ian Tyson, if, they, if it comes to that. I think they have a far better chance in the championship game just because of experience alone and the the crowd certainly will help but I I feel I I think USD is going to beat him it just seems like at some point it'll catch up to him and and I think USD will prevail now prove me wrong SDSU prove me wrong because I do believe that this is the most talented team that SDSU will send to the NCAA tournament Ever maybe competing with the the team from a couple years ago when Dom was coming off the bench and you had George Marshall and DeAndre Parks. Uh, I mean, I, I believe this team is ultimately far better than any team that Walters had, even though Nate Walters had Jordan Dykstra. So I I think I I mean, so in saying that, you would say, well, well, why are you picking USD? I picked them at the beginning of the year, and they have not done much to sh- to tell me that they won't be able to be up to the challenge against SDSU uh, should the should these two teams meet in the championship game on Tuesday night. So I will hesitant I will reluctantly take USD and hope and pray to God that I am wrong and that SDSU will win and go dancing because they will be a 12 or a 13 seed and they will be a difficult out for any 4 or 5 seeded team uh whether that be Arizona, Rhode Island, uh possibly North Carolina. 
West Virginia. It'll just be difficult whoever they play. So uh, Kentucky, seen them thrown in the mix. Um, so it'll be fun. So hopefully SDSU wins. Um, and I'm praying they will because they have an outstanding team. I do believe they will make it to the NCAA tournament at least one of these next two years, uh, assuming Mike Dom returns next year. You know, David Jenkins, uh, phenomenal freshman, freshman of the year. T.J. Altsberger, coach of the year. I imagine Mike Dom will be the player of the year, but you, you never know. Matt Mooney may take that that mark. Um, as of now, I do not know the awards. You you no doubt will by the time this uh, podcast. Um, by the time you're listening to this podcast, by the time the podcast is up. So, uh, I will take... It, 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 again, SDSU lives and dies by the three. So, if USD, who has the best defense in the league, they can limit Dom, again, as they have so far this year. I just feel like Matt Mooney and company are probably going to do enough to get the job done. And, I again, I hope I am wrong on this Uh but I am at least going to stick to that here. Let's briefly, uh, before we get to Matt Zimmer here from the Argus Leader, let's just take a look at wrestling uh, because the Jackrabbits are in the Big 12. They've they've done outstanding this year. It uh, is Saturday and Sunday, March 3rd and 4th in, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's going to be very good. We will see, uh, I mean, they have eight to the all-academic team. They were 14-2 and two this year, 8-0 against the Big 12 opponents. Uh, they're ranked 12th. I mean, they, they're just, SDSU has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, of course, they're led by Seth Gross, who is uh, absolutely tremendous. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, how can you go against this team? They've just been absolutely outstanding. Seth Gross, as mentioned, is he's top ranked. He's in at 133 pounds. Uh, he's included in the final regular season installment of the NCAA coaches panel rankings that SDSU was. But um, yeah, I, he's only a junior, which is which is remarkable. So have to believe that SDSU is going to do very well in this. Um, Hope he does anyway, but wrestling, big weekend for them. Again, you can, you can find all the information out. Uh, if you go to gojacks.com, click under the wrestling tab. There's going to be links, to, I think, to, to watch it live. Uh, certainly, there will be those, and they've had record attendance or high attendance this year. So I believe it's they're going to do very well, and I believe people will be interested even though Summit League does dominate. Um, you know, I will certainly be focused on uh, wrestling as well. Again, Fox Sports Regional Networks, Fox Sports Go, uh, championship session only video streaming at flowwrestling.org. Subscription is required. Uh, so, there you go. So, pay attention to that. SDCU's got a lot of good wrestlers on this team and uh we'll see how they do it's gonna be fun gonna be fun to watch but again we are focused on co- on basketball sdsu men have been outstanding this year 13-1 uh the one thing that i have problems with the men on is that when they have gotten out to big leads this year they oftentimes have either gotten complacent gone cold let the you know the pedal or let 
They've taken the foot off the gas. I don't know, but they have squandered big leads throughout this entire year, and this goes back to the non-conference against the likes of Ole Miss or Wichita State, Colorado, uh, then into games against Fort Wayne, both of them, USD. Uh, This is a... This is big for SDSU. I mean, you have retelling who's in senior has played absolutely outstanding this year. Uh, Skylar Flatten's doing very good as well. Of course, you have Mike Dom. I mean, he's the, the he's dominant. He's dominant. He's the dominator. Whatever you want to say, whatever pun you would like to use, Mike Dom fits it. And David Jenkins has been fantastic. Tevin King's played very well this year. This is a very balanced team. Like I said, this is a very deep SDSU team, probably their best overall squad. But against the likes of Matt Mooney and, and USD, it's it's been a battle. It's been a struggle. But hopefully SDSU will come away victorious. And then on the women's side, you got Mason Miller, you got Madison Giebert, they got Ellie Thompson there, the senior from Chaska. Very good team overall. I don't... Uh, I just... You know, they struggled last year, but this year is different, and I think SDSU will just get the job done this year. Really do. So it's going to be fun, again, starting at noon on Saturday, March 3rd through the 6th, the Summit League Tournament at uh, the Denny Sanford Premier Center in Sioux Falls. Coming up, we will speak with Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader, uh, get his thoughts on the tournament, who does he like, See where uh, we'll see where we go from there. So going to be fun um yeah so matt zimmer coming up next here sports block podcast sdsu jackrabbit edition now available on itunes also follow me on twitter at andy stacken on facebook as well nathan stacken have a link posted to the podcast later uh middle to later part of the week i'll have this up you know you're listening to it now hopefully it's up before summit league tournament has begun matt zimmer argus leader next Continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. The Summit League Tournament is here, and a man who I know will be very busy at it, uh, Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Matt, how are you, and uh, how are you prepping for uh, this week? I'm good, Nate. Actually, uh, for the most part, it's all kind of done. Uh, we had to, you know, every year we do a, a special pullout section at the Argus to mm-hmm. preview everything, and we got to get that to the printer a couple days early, so we had to have everything done by Tuesday. So yesterday was kind of my big uh, exhale day, and so now I'm just kind of, uh, there's a, a press conference today at, at 2 o'clock, the annual just kind of welcome press conference, mm-hmm. and then take Friday to catch your breath, and then Saturday it's full speed ahead for four days. Well, plus uh, you had the NSIC tournament down there at the Pentagon, what, Augustana women, winning it on the women's side, so uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that was busy for you as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's definitely a busy time, you know, all around. The Summit League is there, but then, like you mentioned, NSIC tournament and all the local teams uh, were in it, you know, made it to the Pentagon, and high school tournaments are coming up. The NAIA tournament is going to be at the Pentagon next week. There's a, you know, the state wrestling was last week. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, there's a, an NCAA hockey regional coming coming this year. It seems like every year there's there's the usual stuff, but then there's maybe one or two new things every year too so it just i was telling somebody the other day it's kind of like it's february 28th and then you wake up five minutes later and it's april 1st (laughs) i mean the whole month of march just goes by so fast because you're so busy 
Uh, but it's a lot of fun. I'd be lying if I didn't say I look forward to it every year. You mentioned the hockey tournament uh, coming to Sioux Falls. That's a pretty big deal that the NCAA is bringing that here. What do you expect from that? From what I hear, they've already sold like 9,000 tickets. And, oh. I, you know, I can't imagine it holds more than 11. And, you know, so I don't know if they mean 9,000 for the whole session or whatever. But but I, part of me was amazed to, to hear that the tickets were selling so well. But then another part of me wasn't because... You know, I don't know if you know the Stampede, the USHL junior hockey team here mm-hmm. in Sioux Falls. They lead the USHL in attendance every year, even when they're not necessarily having a good season. Part of it is the Premier Center is a great facility, yes. and uh, the arena was not a, a good hockey facility. It was good for basketball, but for hockey, you couldn't even you know see into the corners of the rink, and it, it was really difficult. And I think too, you know, Sioux Falls and South Dakota, we're not really a hockey community but it's a big enough community that there there are people in this town in this region who are excited about hockey and they're kind of desperate for whatever they can get so i think that's kind of why the stampede always draw well even if they're not necessarily winning and it probably explains why this regional coming here is selling so well because i think there's just sort of a i hesitate to use the word cult but almost just a sort of a, a faction of, of sure. sports fans here in Sioux Falls that will support any hockey that they have a chance to see. And this, obviously, will be the highest caliber of hockey that has ever played in Sioux Falls. Right. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, you never know. A lot of people from UND might uh, be scooping up those tickets, but who knows if UND's even going to make it in. So, uh, Well, they're the host schools, but I don't I don't know. If, I don't think that gives them like an automatic bid to it. I, right. I don't think. I don't, I don't, I don't so know. I think, they're uh, on, I think they're trying to fight to get in. But. Yeah, uh, I'm a St. Cloud State grad, and when I was a, a student years ago, we went to as many home games as we could. But I don't, you know, it's been at least uh, 10 or 12 years since I've been to a St. Cloud hockey game. So if they made it, and they, they very well might, uh, yeah. I'd probably go out and, and go to a game, maybe get some of my old roommates together and relive the glory days, so yeah. to speak. So well, it'll think, be interesting to see who's there. I think they are the top seed, or they're the number one team overall in the country. So that would be pretty sweet. You have them in Mankato, so it, it should be right. a lot of fun. So uh, it, It's great that Sioux Falls is getting that here, but of course, uh, first and foremost here, we're, we're kind of focused on the Summit League tournament. It tips off on Saturday, and I'd be lying to you if I didn't think that uh, there's definitely going to be a South Dakota flavor in the championship games on both the men and the women's side. Uh, do you do you think the other teams are kind of... I, obviously, I know they want to get in there, get to the championship game, but uh, what's the feeling that around you know both South Dakota schools, USD and SDSU, just being so dominant on uh, both the men and the women's side this year? Well, you know, there's a couple different ways to look at it, and you know, I think if you're just going purely, you know, on paper, evaluating all the teams on both their personnel and their body of work this year, there's no reason to think it isn't going to be USD SDSU in the finals in the men's and women's division. That's just they're they're the two best teams. And they're the two best teams by ways. You know, they've mm-hmm. separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Having said that, uh, I think probably anyone who's a fan of either of the teams probably is a little bit nervous with how, how much everyone is just sort of, you know, putting them in the finals, you know, just sort of treating it like it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, they call it March Madness for a reason. Yep. Uh, things never really seem to play out exactly how you think they're going to. So, the, you know, the, it's almost like history has told us no matter how much better these four teams are than everybody else, it almost would be more surprising if they did get there just because, like I said, there's usually always an upset here or there. Well, yeah, uh, and then on top of that, you know, I, I had this conversation with TJ Otzelberger. If you're any of the other teams in the league, men's or women's, 
I mean, you're not stupid. You're not living in a vacuum. You know what everyone is saying. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm John Kaufman or Dave Richmond or JD Gravina, you know, or Misty Custon, I, I'm telling my my players this week, hey, everyone up there is already putting those teams in the championship. They are planning on having this big South Dakota party. It's going to be all South Dakota all the time. No one is giving any of us any chance to win. Uh, let's be the team to spoil it. Let's be yeah. the ones to send those people home angry. Let's ruin it for them. Yeah. What and uh, I mean, what? Why? What else? You know, for one thing, what else do you have to to use as a motivator? But, yeah. but secondly, I mean, that's that's just kind of you know the, the way you would play it. And and, and like I said, I, there's a decent chance that no matter what the records say, that that could end up happening just because we've seen it happen before. Yeah, it's a great motivating factor. Uh, let, let's just go to the women's side here. USD is the one seed. SDSU the two seed. USD will play Fort Wayne. SDSU will play NDSU. Uh, we don't really foresee and either of SDSU or USD tripping up in their opening games, right? No, I don't see it happening. I mean, certainly... Fort Wayne is still in the early process of a, a major rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just not a competitive team right now. And, and North Dakota State is kind of on the same path, just a little bit further ahead. I think they, they showed a little bit of progress this year uh, under Mar and Walset. Most of their best players are freshmen and sophomores, uh, but they're still a couple years away. I think SDSU's beat them seven or eight times in a row. I'd expect both of those games to be blowouts. Then, as you go to the semis, of course, SDSU is going to have to play uh, the winner of Western Illinois and Omaha, and uh, assuming, and we know what happens when you can assume, but assuming Western Illinois beats Omaha, uh, that sets up a pretty interesting battle between SDSU and Western Illinois. Western Illinois is a very good team. They obviously won the Summit League last year. Um, I mean, you can't just pencil SDSU into the championship game at this point, because that's going to be a very interesting test for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I kind of go back and forth on that because, you know, I talked to Aaron Johnson about it, and, and I certainly didn't, you know, expect him to say, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to cruise because nobody's any good. But it's just hard to take Western Illinois seriously because they did not compete this year against the South Dakota teams. Yeah. I mean, they didn't just go 0-4. They didn't compete. Uh, the Jacks beat them by 30 at their place. Yep. Uh, a, te- a team with their personnel, with the players that they have, frankly has no business losing by 30 to a conference rival at home. Uh, mm-hmm. That just blows my mind. Now, everybody has bad nights here and there, but they did it all four times against the two best teams. So for me, it's very hard to look at them and say, well, okay, I can see them threatening somebody. I can see them pulling an upset. Now, having said that, they have Emily Clemens, who might be the best overall player in the league, uh, and, and a couple other groups, Morgan Bloomer, Taylor Higginbottom, they've got a good roster, and I think a good coach, too, in J.D. Gravina. But for whatever reason, this year it hasn't clicked at all. I got a sense that Aaron Johnson kind of feels like they're due, yeah. you know, to finally get it together and, and, and play a good game. And, and maybe he's right. And, and obviously, like we just said, the personnel is there for them to do that. Uh, but keep in mind, the first two times they played SDSU and USD, it was um, either in Macomb or in Vermillion or Brookings. And that's not neither of those are anything like what the atmosphere is going to be like at the Premier Center, particularly right. against SDSU. So, I mean, they beat them last year in, in that environment. So it's not like it can't be done. But um, it, it's just really hard for me to see an upset on the women's side before the final. Yeah, and it, th- those are great points, and you're right. Yeah, Western Illinois has not played well against SDSU or USD this year. Uh, so if it is USD and SDSU in the championship game, of course, USD beat SDSU twice in a this year 
you know, there are, there's the old adage that it's always difficult to beat a time or a team three times in the same season. And SDSU has been in both those games. Yeah, the cold shooting in the fourth quarter against uh, or in Vermilion a couple weeks ago doomed a victory for them there. But uh, if it if they, these two teams do meet, SDSU's got to probably have the slight edge, right? I don't know. Um, I think when USD beat them again. And, and, you know, it wasn't a fluke or anything, especially they came back, you know, very impressively. The mm-hmm. Jacks had the game in hand the whole way, and USD came back and won. Uh, you, when USD beat them the first time, I wasn't really convinced. You know, I didn't think they were as good. I thought maybe they just played a really good game on the same day the Jacks didn't play a really good game. But then they ran the table, beat them again, like I said, with that comeback win. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think you'd have to be objector. Uh, you'd have to be biased basically to, to look at these two teams now and say okay I still think the Jacks are better there's just no right. evidence of that um, but having said that like you just said you know we talk about this three times in one year thing in basketball and football all the time and if you look at the actual numbers statistics well actually the team that has won the first two wins the third meeting about 70% of the time but that's a little bit misleading because usually if a team beats you twice in one year, that's because they're much better than you. It's usually a mismatch. Mm-hmm. It's usually a first place team against a, you know, an eighth second, or seventh. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or in the NFL, it's a, a 14 and two team beating a five to 11 team, that yes. kind of thing. Yep. Um, but that's not what this is. You know, this is a one against a two, a 14 and zero against a 12 and two. Um, it would be like a 13 and three team and a 12 and four team in the NFL. And when that's what happens, when two teams are very evenly matched and one of them has won the first two meetings, then I think it's extremely difficult to win that third one. And in this case, you don't have to go any further back than two years ago mm-hmm. when USD had an absolutely tremendous team. That team with Nicole Seacamp and Kelly Stewart, Ty E. Miller, that team was loaded. Yes. Nicole Seacamp was far and away the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they won the first two meetings, I just remember thinking – I just don't think they can come three times. I just don't think they can do it. And sure enough, you got to the conference tournament. SDSU won, went on to the NCAAs. USD goes on and wins the WNIT, proving just how good they were all along. Um, but it, it's kind of set up for the exact same thing to happen again this year. I'm less sure this year than I was. Two years ago, I was almost positive SDSU was going to win that third meeting. I just didn't think it could happen. Uh, this year, I'm not quite as sure. But if I was a USD fan, I would definitely be very, very nervous. It will be really, really hard to beat a team with Macy Miller, Madison Gieber, uh, coached by Aaron Johnston. It'll be really tough to do that. So if you had to hedge your bets and if you don't want to make a pick, now that's totally fine. But who would you say will come out and be the Summit League champions? I think I, I still am leaning to USD just very slightly, okay. just based on, again, I mean, 14 and up. I mean, they, they yeah. haven't been beaten. I think they kind of deserve the benefit of the doubt. But obviously, if the Jacks win that game, would I be surprised? Not in the least. On the men's side, again, SDSU and USD, the top two seeds, SDSU 1, USD 2. Uh, they should beat uh, Western Illinois and Omaha, respectively. Omaha... I know they lost Thurman. He transferred to Nevada, and what Andre Hollins has gone there too. But this team, Omaha, just took a massive uh, step. Is it a massive step back, or were they kind of anticipating that this was going to be a transition year or a rebuild year? Well, once you get your best player grad transfers, I mean, I think that not only hurts your roster, I think it hurts yep. morale. You know, I think yep. it kind of says, oh, this guy had another year of eligibility and didn't want to be here. Uh, I'm I'm really curious to see if they don't make some changes in that program based on. Something like that just isn't a good reflection on the team. They had a very encouraging year last year. 
started getting some momentum, you know, attendance wise, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, a big step back this year. So, uh, I, like you said, I, I don't see any upsets in the first round, certainly there. Um, but then to skip ahead, you know, you could almost argue that USD might have got a better draw than the Jacks, just in that I think they would rather play Denver or Oral Roberts than if the Jacks, you know, have to play Fort Wayne or NDSU. I, yeah, uh, absolutely. I said that uh, immediately Saturday night after. Um, after you could see the final standing and saw the pairings, I, at SDSU, this is not an easy game considering the fact, you know, whoever they play, if you play NDSU, it's a rivalry game, so you can kind of throw things out the window there. And Fort Wayne, SDSU has had two big leads against them, and only to see Fort Wayne rally and come back in the second half. Now, SDSU won both those games, but that certainly got a, has to be something that's uh, in the back of their minds if they were to play Fort Wayne in the semis. Well, we can go back to what we were just talking about, the three times in one yeah. year thing. Yep. You know, I, I think the Jacks are definitely a superior team to Fort Wayne, so I would still favor them in that scenario. Um, but, you know, Fort Wayne, they've got John Contra, they've got yeah. Bryson Scott. Uh, those are guys that have to, to stop them, to have to scheme for them three different times. That's not easy. You know, and like you said, both times they played them, they had a big lead and couldn't hold it. I think everyone thought Fort Wayne was going to be a lot better than this this year. And those are always the teams that make you nervous uh, in postseason is where there's a team that is a lower seed than they were expecting or, or whatever because they had a they underachieved during the regular season. But then when you get to the postseason, obviously you get to start over. You know, everyone yep. goes back to zero and zero. So, you know, personnel-wise, Fort Wayne, probably at least the, the number three team in the league just based on, on who they have. Yep. So, um you know, I don't think the Jacks are, are necessarily really nervous about it or anything, but I don't think anyone disputes that that's a relatively difficult draw for a 13-1 and team uh, in the second round. Yeah, absolutely. And NDSU, if, if, if Paul Miller gets going here, he's a hot shooter. I mean, that can totally change the complexion of the game, and they seem to have a, like, a bit of a bad year or a down year as well, but you know, they're playing better, I guess, a little bit as of late. And then for USD, I've heard people mention that, yes, uh, you know, Denver beat them, but that was in Denver, and I believe that was ap- right after the SDSU win in Vermilion, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe they were on a high off that game, just weren't totally focused, so... I mean, Denver's won four in a row. I mean, they're one of the hotter teams in the league, too. And, uh, you know, they got off to a slow start this year. I picked them to finish third in the league, and then they got off to kind of a slow start. Well, they ended up finishing third uh, based on just a really strong finish. And, you know, I, I, I like what Rodney Phillips is doing there. And just look at their personnel Joe Rosga, uh, yeah. Dan Amigo. Uh, they've got some pretty good players on that team, too. So, um, you know, they're not as explosive as Fort Wayne, I don't think. Nope. You don't have to necessarily say, oh, geez, this guy could go off for 30 against us or something. Um, but they're just a, they're a really solid, balanced, consistent team. That's how they've been winning games lately. And I think what that means is, you know, like I said, you don't have to worry about them necessarily blowing you out of the water. But if you have a really bad game, uh, they're probably not going to beat themselves. So that makes them a team that, are, you know, are they capable of beating USD in the second round? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, yeah, totally. And, it, and Matt Mooney, if he doesn't have a – a great game that can throw USD off, but the way he's played throughout this entire year, I just I don't really see that happening. So I I think it's going to be a USD SDSU showdown in the uh, conference or in the championship game. I picked USD at the beginning of the year just in part because of the team that they had surrounding Matt Mooney. What they have three or four seniors. Uh, I mean. But then again, there is something to be said for being in the championship 
championship game and that championship game experience, which Mike Dom retelling Houston, they have, and USD doesn't. So if these two teams meet, who are you kind of favoring in that one? If it's a all South Dakota championship, I would pick the Jacks, uh, in large part because there, there has yet to be any evidence that USD can make the crowd even partially you know, by person, I mean, it's still going to be more of an SDSU home game than USD, I oh, yeah, think. probably 70, we'll 30 most. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if this is any different. Um, but then the other thing is, leaving aside that SDSU may or may not be a slightly better team, the thing that stands out to me, especially based on what's happened in the last couple of meetings, Mike Dom's kind of due for a big game against them. Yeah. They've defended him well the last several times they've played. And yeah. on the flip side... Matt Booney has never had an off game against them. He has had the game of his life every time they play them. Can he do that again and again and again and again? You know, I mean, he's averaging 30 a game against them. He only averages 17 points a game, 18 points a game, whatever it is. So there's got to be some times where he's only going for 11. You know, he yep. must be having a 5 for 18 somewhere out there. I've yep. just never seen it. I only see him play when he plays against the Jacks, obviously. So he's kind of due, I think, for one of those games. It's this most recent meeting in Brookings a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he was on fire. He kept, well, but I mean, and early on, they, they were kind of having trouble getting to him. But by the end of the game, they were in his jersey on every – and he's still making them. He made – he's not even trying to ball fake him. He's not even trying – he's just like, yeah, I've been a shooter as soon as I catch it. And you can be right in my face, and it doesn't matter. I'm going to make it. And he did over and over again. And now, on the one hand, when you've got a guy that can do that, that's awesome. And it makes you incredibly difficult to guard. But the, on the flip side, you know, how, how many times can you go that well? How often can you count on a guy – that's putting so much pressure on Matt Mooney. Uh, like I said, I, a part of me just feels like he's due uh, to have a game against SDSU where he doesn't make every single shot that they need him to make. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're right, and it's going to be fascinating to see how it all breaks down. Again, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm looking at all you know the South Dakota schools. It's going to be all South Dakota showdown in both the men and the women, but it's going to be a fun tournament. It always is. Uh, Matt, I appreciate the time, as always. <laughs> Uh, we'll see you at the Summit League and uh, enjoy it. Thanks, mate. See ya. Matt Zimmer, Argus leader, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us. Always appreciate his time. And uh, you're right. I, I, I mean, this is going to be, it's always a fun tournament, but I mean, I, I just don't know how this is all going to go. Matt Mooney, you, you just heard uh, Matt mention it, that... He has great games against SDSU. So is he due for one of those bad games? Uh, we don't know. Also, Mike Dom. You know, USD's defended him very well. They're the best defensive team in the Summit League. But, yeah, I I mean, that that's tough. But again, SDSU has to get through the semis first against either the, the Bison or the Dons. And... I mean, certainly Fort Wayne with John Concher. I mean, that that's that's enough for me to be a little nervous or hesitant uh, in throwing my full fledged confidence to the Jacks. But again, uh, you know, the crowd that, that that's always the I don't know, not I just think it's 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 always the X factor. It's always the thing that helps SDSU rise to the occasion, get over that hump. It's certainly going to be interesting. Again, though, I am picking SDSU on the women's side. I think they will beat uh, USD in the championship game. And on the men's side, I am praying I'm wrong. I hope like hell I'm wrong. 
But I, I just think USD, and it sucks that Matt Mooney is only a junior. But I just think that they are going to find a way to win. But I, I hope not because this seems to be SDSU's best team since, you know, a couple years ago with George Marshall, DeAndre Parks, Mike Dom. Um, again, even beating out the the, the the Nate Wolters years. The, Nate Wolters had some great teams. Remember, he had Jordan Dykstra with him. So, I mean, that's and that's tough to say. But, man, it if it's SDSU-USD in the championship game, man, is that going to be nerve-wracking. Hopefully, we are talking about SDSU's men's and women's team both punching their tickets to the big dance. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, no show next week. Well, maybe we'll do a show next week. I don't know. I mean, this is the first Jackrabbit or SDSU podcast since, you know, December when uh, we were talking about semifinals. I mean, this is uh, BN before Noah. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is interesting time. So we'll see when we get this next one out. Hopefully uh, we will have one more for sure for this year and then see where, uh, see where it goes after that but um yeah you can always listen to this podcast available on itunes just search the sports block also you can uh follow me on twitter at nd and otherwise on facebook nathan stack and have a link posted to the podcast later part of the week uh we'll have this out hopefully for sure before the summit league tournament obviously if you're listening to it hopefully you will be listening to it before uh the summit league tournament tips off uh on saturday march 3rd at noon uh, always a fun time. Summit League tournament's great. It's a decade at the falls. Uh, you can watch the games on Midco Sportsnet if you can't attend. Uh, it's going to be a raucous time, and hopefully uh, the SDSU wins. Both on the men and the women's side, it would be great to see them once again in the NCAA tournament. And we will leave you with that. Uh, it, just, again, enjoy the Summit League tournament, and we'll give you a go big, go blue, go jacks. Enjoy the Summit League tournament. We'll talk with you next time here on the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Nathan Stackman signing off, saying enjoy the Summit League Tournament and go Jacks, go.